0: Welcome to all of you from your centers. The last week there was a question from Mr. Sakchai's center about if one had to choose between long life, beauty, happiness, strength and intelligence, which one would one choose? We heard answers from many monks and lay people that they would choose intelligence. What is intelligence? It is the wisdom that arises instantly. That is wisdom that illuminates that which is in front of one. It has knowing and the thought that suddenly arises. It has swift wisdom. A sudden answer may arise and it shows the way to proceed. It is a wisdom that solves the problems that one is facing. This is called intelligence. It is wisdom. It is an all-round knowing. The wisdom that knows cause and result, knows what is good, knows what is bad, knows virtue and benefit. It clearly shows the way to lead one's life to have success imbued with wisdom. It can overcome all types of problems. This type of wisdom takes time in order to contemplate and develop and on the higher level, this wisdom is the wisdom of the five spiritual faculties. Faith, effort, mindfulness, concentration and wisdom. This is to do with a path to know and see the Dhamma. Or we can look at it at different levels. From the wisdom that comes from one's thoughts. To the wisdom from hearing and listening. Reading and learning. To the deeper wisdom That comes from meditation and developing the mind. Understanding arises. Sometimes we are reflecting on a certain situation from the past. We think about it and contemplate it. And wisdom hasn't yet arisen. But later on we may have knowing arise of what we should do. This is the wisdom that comes from our practice. This wisdom arises very clearly. We know the path of how to proceed and how to overcome that problem. The intelligence that I talked about is the wisdom that is clear in front of oneself. It has knowing that keeps up with the circumstances and can overcome it instantly. It is wisdom that is proficient. The laity and the monks said that intelligence is something very important. Here... We look in the Buddha's time at one monk named Venerable Chakupala. He had the determination not to lie down during the whole three-month rains retreat. But when he faced an obstacle that would make him blind, he didn't give up his vow of truthfulness. Even if both his eyes would be damaged, he wouldn't give up his great determination to put forth effort in the practice. It shows that his spiritual faculties and perfections was resolute to attain to arahanship. So today I will talk about the story of this monk during the Buddha's time that had the perfection of truthfulness. He had a strong desire to put forth effort and practice Dhamma developing his meditation in order to overcome the mental defilements and to overcome his inner suffering. He was an individual who had the virtue of truthfulness at an excellent level. He didn't waver, even when he would lose sight in both his eyes, even if he had obstacles getting in his way. So what is his story? Let us learn about him together. The Buddha talked of Venerable Chakupala, when the Buddha was residing in Jetawana Monastery. The story in brief was that in the city of Sawati, there were two brothers. They were children from a wealthy family. The older brother was named Mahapala, and the younger brother was named Chulapala. One day, the older brother, Mahapala, followed the public to go listen to the Buddha giving a teaching. He had great faith and confidence arise in what the Buddha taught. The Buddha saw Mahapala's beautiful character and the Buddha taught so that Mahapala would have greater faith. The Buddha gave a sermon in five progressive stages. The Buddha talked of dhana, generosity. What is dhana? What is the benefit and result? He talked of sila, keeping the five and eight moral precepts what the benefits of keeping sila was and how it leads one to have happiness. Later, the Buddha talked of the drawbacks of attachments, the drawbacks of the mind attaching to forms, sounds, odors, tastes, feelings and mental objects. To see the drawbacks of sensual pleasures and the benefit of giving up attachments, to give up delusion and attachments in sensual pleasures of the world Venerable Chakupala who at that time was still called Mahapala listened to the Buddha give this teaching and when the Buddha finished Mahapala could see that sons and daughters, wealth and even his own body were all not lasting they all were inherently suffering and had drawbacks to them he thought that to ordain in the Buddha sasana would have much benefit. So he asked for permission from the Buddha to ordain. The Buddha asked, Do you have to ask permission from anyone to go forth? He answered, I have one younger brother. The Buddha said to ask permission from that younger brother first. Chulapala didn't agree in the ordination of his older brother because he was of the view. That his brother was still of a ripe age still imbued with youth and strength it was better to enjoy worldly pleasures only later if he reached an old age that he could ordain but the older brother mahapala saw it differently to ordain at an old age would be difficult to practice the renunciant life how could one do it one's hands and legs wouldn't be strong and couldn't support oneself One's strength would be declining and to practice the monk's life would be difficult and be burdensome for others. It would be hard to do it well. He saw the Buddha's example where the Buddha gave up his princely wealth and ordained when he was 29 years of age, when he was still young and strong. The younger brother tried to dissuade him as much as he could, but Mahapala wouldn't listen. Mahapala wanted only to ordain. Mahapala then went to ordain and stayed with his teacher for five years after which he was considered to be able to depend and look after himself and he decided to stay in the forest and practice to overcome all the mental defilements. He visited the Buddha and asked permission to practice and meditate in the forest. Here Mahapala upheld great truthfulness. So how was it when he sincerely practiced? After he gained permission from the Buddha, he went with 60 of his companion monks to go practice in the forest on the border of one large village about a 1,500 kilometers from Jetavana Monastery. In the morning they would go alms to that village. The villagers saw the inspiring conduct of the monks and so helped to build dwellings for them. The monks would go get alms in the village every morning. Within that village there was one doctor who had a generous heart. He gave an allowance to the monks that if there was any sick monks he would treat them and he wouldn't charge anything for treatment or medicines. When it came to the day of entering the rains retreat Venerable Mahapala reflected on the Buddha that the Buddha didn't praise those that were heedless. Being heedless is the door to the lower realms of existence the hell, the hungry ghost, the demon and animal realms so he determined to only use the three postures of standing, walking and sitting he would abstain from lying down his back wouldn't touch the ground Mahapala did this for one month and then he had sickness with his eyes he had tears coming out of his eyes all the time The other monks, knowing of Mahapala's sickness, went to the doctor who had given them permission to request. And the doctor gave medicine for Mahapala. But Mahapala wouldn't lie down to apply the medicine. He would sit and apply the medicine to his eyes. His condition didn't get any better. We're usually just one application and it should get better. This made the doctor puzzled. So he went to see what Mahapala was doing and saw that Mahapala was sitting and walking meditation and not lying down. Because Mahapala had determined to not lie down during the whole rains retreat and he didn't want to ruin his determination. And so even if his eyes would be ruined, he would accept it. But he wouldn't ruin his determination that he had made. He would only apply the medication while sitting. The doctor felt that if Mahapala applied the medication like this, then with his condition he probably wouldn't get any better. The doctor was even worried that this would damage his reputation and so told the monk not to say that he had been treated by the doctor. And because Mahapala didn't look after his eyes, in the end his eyes became destroyed. But at the same time, the mental defilements in his heart were destroyed as well. He was an arahant that had attained through purely insight. His sight was destroyed, but Venerable Chakupala, who had upheld his truthfulness, was able to be attained to becoming an arahant through his great efforts, and had the eye of wisdom arise, and his heart was purified. When he went for alms, the villagers saw him blind in both eyes, and so they called him Chakupala, instead of Mahapala, his original name. And when he attained to arahantship, he taught the other monks until they all attained to becoming arahants with special knowledges in that reigns retreat. And there is also a related story of one monk who had dysentery. He was lying in his own urine and excrement. The Buddha heard of this and went there, followed by Venerable Ananda. The Buddha went to that monk's dwelling and saw that monk lying in his own urine and excrement. And the Buddha asked the monk, what is your sickness? The monk answered, I have dysentery. Do you have an attendant looking after you? I don't have an attendant. Why is that? Because I didn't attend to the other monks, so the monks don't attend to me. The Buddha attended On that monk and had Venerable Ananda go fetch some water. The Buddha would wash that monk and after Venerable Ananda had fetched the water the Buddha poured the water and Venerable Ananda wiped the monk down. Then they lifted the monk onto the bed, the Buddha lifting his head and Venerable Ananda his feet. Then the Buddha had a meeting with the monks and brought up this subject why this monk was sick and why they didn't attend on this monk. The monks answered that the monk had never attended on or looked after anyone before that. The Buddha said that this is not right. Monks have to look after the sick monks. If they didn't look after the sick monks, they would all incur an offense of wrongdoing. The Buddha said that they must look after the sick monks because you have no relatives now. No father, no mother, no brothers or sisters and you are the children of the Tathagata. So you must look after each other. Look after them until the monk gets better. And the Buddha saw that the spiritual potential of that sick monk was full and so gave a Dhamma talk and taught him. And in the end of the talk, the monk attained to becoming an Arahant. So can you see that even the body of the monk was sick He had a lot of problems with his health but by the kindness and compassion of the Buddha along with the merit and full spiritual potential of that monk he could listen to the Buddha's teaching and attain to becoming an Arahant. Though the body wasn't strong and his health was no good but with his wisdom and intelligence he could listen and receive the Dhamma of the Buddha and could have knowing and clear seeing arise instantly. He could overcome his mental defilements. And there was no need to be born again into samsara. This round of birth and death again. Can you see that wisdom and intelligence is important to fully cut off the mental defilements? But for us still going around in samsara. May you be determined that this birth of ours. May we make a determination to have no obstacles. May we be imbued with long life, beauty and happiness, strength, intelligence and prosperity in all things and may we overcome all the mental defilements. So this is the answer to the layperson's previous question on which we would choose between long life, beauty, happiness, strength and intelligence. And what if we have no wisdom or intelligence? Will we be able to gain a lot of wealth? Or if we have wealth... Would we be able to maintain it? We must use intelligence. If we want to have good health, we need to have the wisdom to know how to have good health, right? If we want our body to have strength and long life, then we need to have the wisdom to know how to achieve that. So wisdom and intelligence is very important. May you contemplate on what you have heard, read and thought about contemplate so that wisdom and intelligence arises, the type that is quick and proficient. Like the great teachers, the many monks such as Venerable Ajahn Chah who had wisdom and proficient intelligence to answer questions, to solve problems in different situations and the ones that one come face to face with. May you all be determined and may you succeed in your aspirations. May you all grow in blessings.